The views and opinions discussed on this show are of the guests and host. They do not reflect the views or opinions of associated sponsors or affiliates. Howling at the Moon, a sudden urge to eat your cat, or an intense desire to mark your territory are common side effects of listening to and or being bitten by this show. Enjoy at your own risk. It's the odd, odd, odd to Newfoundland. Ghostly greetings from your host, Jonathan. Mysteries, ghosts, monsters and lore. East Coast esoterica and so much more. If it's up to you, friend, it's on the up to you, found line. <laughs> hey there, oddballs. Welcome back to the Other Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast. Before we dig in with tonight's amazing guest, I got to tell you about a little stressful experience I just had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my foster kid's third birthday. And, you know, my wife got this brilliant idea. Hey, man, I'm going to buy one of those great big seven foot long, you know, trampolines. So I was like, hey, this sounds like a great idea. Let's let's do this. Let's make this happen. Let's put this together. And as I'm going, it's incredibly difficult to do. We're talking probably one of the hardest things I've ever put together. I'm sweating. I'm grunting. I'm moaning. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best to kind of put this all together in a way so that it doesn't kill anybody. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so stressful. This must be how people who don't know how to edit their audio feel when they make a podcast that doesn't sound too great. Trust me, I just learned firsthand how to make a podcast that doesn't sound too great because this is the second time I've recorded this guest because, get this, I don't sound the greatest. Anyhow, we're going to go ahead. We're going to tell you about tonight's sponsor, okay? AccuSonus is an amazing sponsor. These guys stuck with me through the pandemic, and they're pretty much going to do all the hard work for you. They're going to put together the trampoline, okay, the, the complicated audio trampoline that is your media. We're talking YouTube videos. We're talking podcasts, audio books, which is my personal favorite. These guys doing a wonderful job. And the best thing is, it's not a great big clunky, the mother of all motherboards on your desk. It's actually software that connects to your existing computer software. Think about this for a second. You go into Audacity and with the turn of a knob, you can make your stuff sound better. Listen, it's no surprise. I'm a great gabber. I got the gift to gab, but I'm a horrible podcast editor. Give AccuSoundus a try and you can sound at least as half as good as me, no problem at all. And the link will be in the show notes. Also, before we continue on, I want to make sure that everybody here knows 100% that you can support this guest and myself, this conversation, this podcast, support it by going to buymeacopy.com slash O-T-N-P-P. That's Odd Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast. Guys, I don't charge for my episodes. There's no bonus content. I put out stuff all the time for you guys. Why? Because I love you. Buy me a coffee. Come on. Feed my nicotine addiction. Look at me here. I'm shaking. Well, I guess you can't really see it, but let me tell you, I'll, I can shake and you're going to hear it in my voice. Anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about tonight's guest. She's awesome. Okay? She's awesome. She was born with the paranormal in her blood. She's had many experiences going all the way back to her childhood with ghosts and Sasquatch encounters and shadow people and entities. Oh, man. She's got all kinds of crazy stuff. And just recently, she's actually starting to get into some UFO. Also, how about this? 
She's also a certified, bona fide Reiki master. That's right. She's a light worker, an intuitive tarot reader, because we all love a good tarot card reading. And to top it all off, she's not just a vampire. She's not just a witch. She's a vampire witch. <laughs> she's both. Because, you know, you got to have a peanut butter and jelly to make a proper sandwich. She's the owner of KPNL Radio. She's also the voice behind the caravan of lore and also the author of the new release, The Diaries of Lady Anne, Aperture in the Veil Born in a Preternatural World. She's a mouthful, <laughs> but she's also a good friend. For the second time today recording with me, because I'm a lummox, Lady Anne Celine. Lady, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me back. <laughs> Dude, like, this is not how I wanted to have you back at all. And uh, I'm absolutely rotted. I love it. I'm absolutely rotted. That's a Newfoundland term for a mad. But, you know, um, your voice came through gorgeous. Like, you sounded like, oh, my God. Like, the heavenly harps were playing in the background. <laughs> like, we had this all worked out just great. And then, what did I hear? My voice. Way too loud. Way, way, way too loud. Like, to the point where it's just unbearable. So, <laughs> we had to re-record. <laughs> we had to re-record. And I was going to tell you that this is all my fault, but apparently you're telling me it's yours. And, you know, like, we'll, we'll dig into that maybe a little later, you know, because let's be honest, everybody has a backstory. I got to give you a chance to kind of talk about your earliest memories. You're talking ghosts. <laughs> you're talking shadow entities. I mean, this has been just creepy. And, you know, next time you look at your kid in the crib, folks, I want you to think about what they're <laughs> looking at because Anne Celine's got a story to open this show with right now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I do have, I will, I will start off with this, that it is not uncommon that when I do come on shows, there is strange things that happen, whether there's odd audio interference, uh, strange phone calls from odd numbers that uh, just happen to appear, or you record it and you go to play it back and it's gone. So, oh, wow. <laughs> but uh as my book in a preternatural world, I, I uh, was born with this, um, you know, experiences from my very earliest memories, and with what you were referencing, even back when I was a baby, I remember looking through the slats in my crib, and I was looking out of my bedroom down the hall, and the hallway kind of curved a little bit. There was like this corner where if somebody was standing on the side of it and they put their hands around it, this is what I saw is the curling of the fingers of a shadow entity standing there in the hallway looking at me while I was in my crib. And all of the experiences have been, you know, they did start out with shadow entities, and then it went into ghosts. I remember hearing my name whispered in my ear. And I was the only one in the room. It, it was a terrifying experience. Uh, you know, and it's, it's just been a fascinating, um, a fascinating journey. Man. So how old were you when this happened? Just out of curiosity. Well, uh, my very earliest memory, I was about a year old, so I wasn't really talking yet. And my dad had taken me over to the babysitter's house. He sat me in front of this beautiful picture window. And I remember looking out the sun was rising, there were flooded farm fields down below, and so the sun was reflecting just beautifully in the water. And as I was marveling at the scene, I remember thinking, wow, I came back. And, you know, 
from there, uh, I would say still around a year or two that uh, I started seeing the shadow entities, or at least I remember seeing the shadow entities. So I don't actually remember a time in my life where something hasn't happened. So like, I think back in my early childhood <laughs> memories, okay? And like the first thing that pops mm-hmm. in my head is, I remember Teddy Ruxpin. I remember all these cool <laughs> cartoons and I remember Rocket Pops and, and, and I can remember playing with Army Man in the sand and I can remember all these cool memories. What does Anne remember? I remember seeing dark shadow people attacking me in my crib. <laughs> it's like some people are just destined to have this stuff follow them around, I guess. <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> so why'd you get into Reiki? Just out of curiosity. Because, you know, this seems like a whole lot of light for someone who's got a lot of dark going on. <laughs> well, um, when I was about 15, my dad actually, I can't remember how he got into the healing group. He had begun going. And I asked him about it and I was interested. So I said, you know, hey, can I tag along? And eventually he was like, okay, yeah, sure. And so a healing group took place every Sunday evening. Um, You know, and gosh, I went from the time I was 15 until about 21. And then the group kind of ended up dispersing. But throughout that time, we would all come together and we would practice Reiki on one another. You know, we had the massage table out that we kind of we called our healing table and we'd all take turns. Some people would actually be. Um, you know, you have your hands above the person or you can, you can lay hands on. There are some people that just kind of wanted to sit back and there's these chairs that surrounded the healing table. So you could kind of practice your distance healing that way. And then, um, over off in the corner of the room, cause this was like a really large living room. There was a couch and some of us would sit over there and that's where, oh my gosh, I remember listening to stories. One of my favorite things that I was learning about um, from them was they were talking about, I'm probably going to butcher her name, but it was Madame Blavatsky. And she was a psychic medium who, from what I recall, I still, I haven't been able to find an article about it, but I remember them talking about how she had this group of people and she had said, um, you know, it was like this picnic. And then she was like, well, you know, dig over here uh, and you'll find a spoon. And it was like the spoon manifested out of the earth. And then from there, there was conversations about how, you know, energetically, like you can pass through glass without ever breaking it. And there's just all these really crazy conversations about energy and energy manipulation and I miss it. It was it was an incredible time. But throughout that time, uh, that's when I was studying and becoming a Reiki master. <laughs> well, I mean, lucky for you, you found friends. Like, like <laughs> Newfoundland, <laughs> Newfoundland is such a small freaking place. Like the, the moment you kind of come here, mm-hmm. there's there's not a million people here. There's only a half a million. Like this is a very small population. So. The paranormal friends are few and far between, unfortunately, here. But uh, I'm glad I got one on the phone today. Right. I don't have any Reiki friends. Well, actually, that's a lot. I got a couple. But, you know, they're, they're kind of they're not who I talk to constantly. They're, they're people I know. But uh, but right. anyway, I- I'm glad that there's some kind of light in all this, Derek, because it's a lot of work, I would imagine. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good to know there's a practice in there, too, because a lot of people get into this stuff mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, let's go ghost hunting or yeah, let's go get into the UFOs. Yeah, but they don't have a why. 
They don't have a reason to keep doing oh. what they're doing. So I think that mm-hmm. I think that's great that you kind of got that. So I'm going to kind of, oh, I, t- I hope the story I'm going to tell is just as good the first time I told mm-hmm. it, because this is the second time we had to record today. So I'm going to go ahead and say it again. So I'm at Spirit of Halloween. <laughs> okay. And this is <laughs> Newfoundland, East Coast of Canada's answer to just everything Halloween story. You walk in. It's got all the costumes, it's got all the animatronic stuff jumping at you, all kinds of cool stuff. And one of the things they have in there is this costume. And it's not just a vampire, and it's not just a witch. It's a vampire witch. <laughs> because, you know, you just couldn't go with one, you had to be both. All right, you're a vampire witch. What the heck does that even mean? <laughs> so there are those of us who, you know, we identify with many different things. Uh, you can identify with being a chaos magician or a witch or, you know, a ceremonial magician. Uh, there are those of us who identify as being a a real living vampire. And so when you identify with these two, boom, you are a vampire witch. So there you go. There's nothing special. About the vampire witch, they're just a different kind of witch, just everybody out there. But, you know, i got to say this right now. It's nice to know someone who can suck my blood and then use it to, like, make sure I'm protected from other people. So there you go. We got, we got the best of both worlds, right? I got you covered. You got me covered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, I'm trying so hard to hit all these awesome jokes we hit earlier, and it's impossible to do it. <laughs> I love it. I think you're doing wonderful. Okay. KPNL Radio. Not allowed to say what the name stands for. It doesn't really matter anyway because people know it as KPNL and they don't usually get into it. Tell me a little tiny bit about this and how this came about because you are the owner, operator, head bottle washer, Sasquatch scruncher. <laughs> what, 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 what is this all about? Where is it to and, and why did you start this radio? Well, it actually started with my podcast, The Caravan Library of Lore, where I had a page on my website that said On Air Now. It was kind of like a, a TV guide for different paranormal podcasts. And I have always just been, you know, kind of the, the cheerleader in the group, if you will. And I really wanted that anybody who came across my show, I wanted to be able to send them over to other shows, especially because I did my beginning. I was actually interviewed on another show and it was amazing the experience that I had because after I told my story I had messages coming in from all over the world saying, hey, I've experienced this too. It was such a healing uh, event for me. And I wanted to find a way, how can I give back? So the page that was just kind of this, you know, guide for a Monday through Friday and a daily uh, really blossomed and grew into an entire network. How cool is that? I'll make the same joke I made last time. You got to laugh. Promise? Okay, here it comes. Uh, if only I had KPNL when I was a lot. <laughs> and I, I kind of tried to start my own network back in the day here in Newfoundland because, you know, it's such a small community and there's a lot of really nice podcasters here as well who aren't really into the paranormal, but they got their own thing. So I tried to start this podcast page called The Hub. It was The joke was throw it up on The Hub because, you know, Newfoundland, we don't say throw, we say throw. Anyway... This became like this insane internet troll thing where like, dear old friends of mine were attacking me. Networks are bad. Networks are the enemy. You do that, you're screwed. You'll never blah, blah, blah. And they were just crapping all over. I was like, oh my God, guys. Like, is this for real? Like, 
I just wanted a Facebook page mm-hmm. where we can all hang out. And they're like, no, boy, like, we are not doing this. So, you know, that's Newfoundland for you. Unfortunately, they uh, didn't want to jump with me. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I guess they're regretting <laughs> it now that I'm like the best known podcaster in Eastern Canada. But, uh, you know, what can you do? But hey, KPNL are hiring. Who knows? Who knows? Let's talk a little <laughs> tiny bit about the caravan of lower. You mentioned it already. I got a feeling like this is one of your babies. I want to hear all about it. You know, when I hear the word caravan, what pops in my mind is my Dodge caravan with my kids in it, or maybe a caravan like <laughs> Princess Jasmine and Aladdin, you know, the caravans headed through the desert, you know, this kind of thing. We're going totally gypsy mm-hmm. with this, I got a feeling. So tell me a little tiny bit about it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, very, very gypsy with this one. I There's a movie. Uh, it's The Wolfman with Anthony Hopkins. And I had originally, before I get into that, originally, um, I had been, after I got interviewed on this other show, I was within that community and another person and another community member and I were always bantering back and forth. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, you guys have to have your own show. You've got to have your own show. So we would kind of do like a little pre-show for this other podcast where we would kind of jump on on Facebook Live or go on YouTube and we'd do a little, you know, the bantering back and forth for like 15 minutes. It was something small. And then, you know, uh, the show would come on. Well, eventually it got longer and a little longer. And everybody was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I missed it. I want to be able to hear it. And they were like, you should really do it in regular podcast format, you know. And I said, "Okay, well, sure, let's let's take the plunge and do it. So as we were doing that, we were kind of rebranding and we came up with the words the caravan first. And the caravan comes from back to the movie. Uh, My favorite scene in it was when. The man is going to, he walks down this path in the woods and he's seeking out a woman named Maleva. She's the one that he goes to to figure out what are these stories about the wolf man and what could have happened to his brother. So from there, I was like, oh, you know, because Maleva is in a caravan. And I was like, oh, the caravan. Perfect. You know, somebody going through the woods and finding, you know, this. Well, then, of course, my co-host and I loved reading, loved, you know, lore and and all of the just there's so much spooky stuff out there. So we're like, oh, library of lore, it'd be perfect. So even in the beginning, there's my opening. It says, walk down the winding path. Don't mic. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. And that's actually kind of a retelling of a scene within the Wolfman where as he's going down this path to find Maleva, you look over on the hill and you can see the moonlight is shining and there's the trees. And then boom, just for a second, you see the Wolfman dart between the trees. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is perfect because I don't want this to just be a podcast. I want this to be an experience. The theater of the mind is so important to me. It brings me back to my childhood. <laughs> All scary things stared at me through the woods. Oh, man. <laughs> and speaking of childhood, mine, that's an awesome reason to start a podcast. Like, you totally, <laughs> that's a really cool opener. That's a, like, every time you hear that opener now, people are going to think about that. That's so cool. Mine was, was yeah. a little bit weirder. I, I, I used to go up to my summer home here in Newfoundland, and it'd be mm. so boring. There was no electricity, nothing to do, no one around. I hated it. And 
On the way up, we'd stop to the gas station, and in there would be an old dirt rag, so to speak, called the Weekly World News. Maybe you heard about this thing. <laughs> Had, you know, Bat Boy in it, stuff like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. the Weekly World News was this National Enquirer-esque thing that always focused on the weirdest stories, like Elvis is still alive, or Elvis is still alive <laughs> and dating my aunt, or... Elvis and my aunt that had a kid and it's an alien, you know, that kind of stuff. It was always really, really, really out there. But anyway, I used to buy those magazines and love them as a kid, thought they were hilarious. It's pretty much how I learned how to read. And that's what I based my show on completely. All the weird and offbeat stuff. Not so scary, but more nice. fun. You know what I mean? So I can I totally relate. Yeah, me too. I, I I just, hopefully the creepy thing staring at you through the trees isn't a Sasquatch though. And I think you know where <laughs> I'm going with this because... <laughs> Only a short three hours ago, I already went somewhere with this. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and tell uh-huh. us about your first Sasquatch encounter, Lady Anne, please. Oh, goodness. You know, so it was it was really fascinating because the Sasquatch encounter really didn't start off with Sasquatch at all. I was, we were doing um, a ghost investigation and we were using the spirit box. We were doing the Estes method. So, you know, blindfolded and noise-canceling earphones, there was a lot of information coming through about something being attached to the land. So wanting to figure it out further, I thought, oh, well, let's let's do this outside in the woods, you know, because that's a great idea. And we went out. <laughs> I mean, what's and- going wrong? It's only every horror movie ever made, including the intro to your freaking podcast. But keep going. Keep going. Sit, please. <laughs> Exactly. So we go out, we take our little vehicle and we go to the mouth of the woods and we get out of the vehicle. And I remember my friends asking me, hey, how do you feel? And I kind of get out and I look around and I'm like, pretty good, pretty good. Not noticing the silence. Because over here in the Pacific Northwest, the forest is really quiet. But over there, something that I just didn't register in Ohio, oh my gosh, it's it's an orchestra of cicadas and all the, the bugs and everything. And I just didn't register it. So we walk in further, we get everything set up, and I sit down and I'm sitting there and I hear what sounds like something bipedal walking off to the right of me. And I'm trying to ignore it. <laughs> and Then I hear this low guttural growl and I'm frozen, but I don't want to sit there anymore because this is the second sound that I've heard. So boom, I get up, I get a flashlight. I start looking around the area that I feel called to look and, and where I'm hearing these sounds. And lo and behold, I see a silhouette and I'm just standing there and I'm like, I'm not here for you. I'm not here for this. This is not part of my reality. This isn't why I'm here. And boom, I I shine the flashlight somewhere else. And then that's when we hear this really loud, open-handed smack against the vehicle that we drove in on. And now I'm completely frozen. And my friends, they say, hey, uh, you okay? And I go to shake my head, yes. And then quickly go to no. And I'm like, no, we need to leave. I don't want to be in here. I want to go out to the field. Please can we go out to the field. And they're like, okay, you know, all right. So we pack everything up and we we get in the little vehicle and we're driving out. And 
we get out to the field far enough where I'm like, hey, okay, this is better. This doesn't feel like it did. We put out a blanket and we sit down and one of my friends <laughs> takes out her phone, pulls up YouTube and goes to the 1994 recording of the Ohio Howl. Okay, and... so just, just I gotta stop you right there. So first and foremost, <laughs> your friends are just cruel. Okay. Secondly, <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know what that howl is, it's probably one of the most girl like just guttural, blood curdling UFO, UFO, Bigfoot calls like you'll ever hear on YouTube. It's on YouTube. You can go find it. Uh, oh God, it's terrifying. And now they're pretty much ringing the dinner bell for Sasquatch. Pretty much, it's either they're either ringing the dinner bell. Or you're pretty much saying, hey, man, I won't for business. Let's date. Because it's going to be one or the other. Either they're going to eat you or they're going to freak with you. So what, what's happening here? These people are cruel. They're not friends. They're evil. And I just want to put it out there to you. Anyway, keep going. Tell us about your next step in this crazy story. Right. So we so we play this on the phone. And Boom. Like immediately after it plays just two of the howls, that exact same tone comes out of the woods where we just were. It is so loud. It is right there. I am completely frozen. And as I'm standing there staring into the woods, I'm like, monsters are real. <laughs> and I'm frozen. And then not too much long after, there's like a couple more howls. You hear it like rip a tree out of the ground and smash it against another tree. I was done. And I'm like, we need to leave now. We go, go, you know. And so we we hop in the vehicle and we're going, you know, down this little hill, which of course the vehicle doesn't go very fast at all. That's because <laughs> so it's a I'm Dodge. Like, oh God. That, that's because it's a Dodge <laughs> Caravan Allure, right? I mean, it only makes sense. <laughs> no. It, it only it only drives once a week, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> and it's only an hour. So so there you go. Keep going. <laughs> well, it was just terrifying because I I was convinced, you know, if it wanted to run out at us, we'd be done for. But nothing came out of the woods and we were able to make it back to what we call base camp and kind of decompress and, and everything. And then later on, I was sitting there and I was thinking about it. And I said, well, there's these two camps of Sasquatch people. There's the half that thinks that Sasquatch is a physical flesh and blood creature, no different than a great panda. And then you have the other half that think that it is a interdimensional cloaking UFO riding thing. That's me. That's so me. <laughs> <laughs> Although the panda's super so, cute. Okay. Panda's cute. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so. We need to process of elimination. Let's just kind of go out there and be crazy a little bit and try to see what would happen if we use the Estes method with the spirit box to try to communicate with this thing. So we go out, we're outside, and we set up our little area. Our person goes on the, um, you know, she's blindfolded. She's got, you know, the noise canceling headphones. We're sitting there, and you can hear movement coming around us, but just you like just out of sight. And then all of a sudden, uh, one of the other party members turns on a flashlight. Now he turned this on 
behind her. She can't see this. She cannot hear the click of it. Nothing. He turns it on and he's facing it out into the into the woods. And she says, bright, too bright. And boom, he turns the flashlight off. Hmm. And then you see, she says, you see me. And up on the ridge, you can see the same silhouette that I saw in the woods come out behind a tree with the moonlight behind it. And it's almost like it's swaying back and forth. So, and I wasn't the only person that saw this. It's nice when there's more than one person. It's definitely better when there's more than one person. Because when it's just me, people look at me like I'm weird. They're like, dude, there's nothing there. I'm like, it is, man. But when you got like multiple (laughs) people, you know, after they played the Bigfoot call, like, Oh, yeah, it's there. Yeah, and it's our fault. Sorry about that, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. And that, that was the good thing. There was, there was four of us there, so I wasn't just the only one. And the communication was really interesting because it, it talked a lot about, you know, they were once worshipped, but now they're a myth. And that we've lost something or lost our connection to the earth and how... Um, you know, people have changed and, and it was just, it was very profound and it was very moving, but then it kind of led me to, to think about how, okay, could Sasquatch be two different things? Could there be Sasquatch out there that are physical and they're just regular old physical things, or could it be that maybe they did exist at one point, but there's like a trickster kind of spirit, a shapeshifter that can take the form of these things. So then we think that we're seeing Sasquatch, but maybe we're not. (laughs) This makes me so happy because we talked about this earlier and you're using my (laughs) stuff we talked about. This is so cool. For now on, I'm doing, I'm screwing up the first interview and having at least two more with everyone who comes on my show. But yeah, 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 no, like because there's no body, there has to be an explanation for Sasquatch. So To me, Mm -hmm. it's either A, they don't exist in this reality and they just kind of poke in, so to speak, like, well, ghosts and stuff like that. Or B, we're talking about something that can dimension hop, man, like something that jumps back and forth. Mm -hmm. And it would not surprise me at all if that's the case. And, you know, there's the other thing, too, where people are always like, well, if ghosts are real, why is there no such thing as ghost dinosaurs? Well, what if I told you maybe you're looking at a ghost of a caveman? Could that be possible? Mm. Could they be communicating with you? Remember, they might not have had the same language as us, but they had the same cerebral cortex. They had the same, mm-hmm. literally, literally, the only thing that was different was just less stimulus for <laughs> what we have now in our lives. So is it possible that that's another explanation? I don't know. I, I just think it's really fun to talk about and really, really interesting. It is. Well, and the other thing, too, something new that I have been studying is what are ghosts? Are they really people that have passed on or are these time slips? I I would very much be in the, the camp that this stuff, yes, time slip, that's one way to describe it. Me, I think it's something that's going on in an extra dimension of space that's around us. It's like a blanket that we can't see around us. And, you know, very rarely do we see the spirit. We usually only hear the spirit. They they, they right. can move things in our reality, but we don't ever see the hand move. We hear the footsteps, but we never, ever actually see the feet. So to me, it's something that's going on in an extra dimensional space that runs parallel to ours, and it, and it bleeds through. Mm-hmm. That is a really interesting idea, time slip, because, you know, as you know, you know, lady, and the... the 
the whole idea that there's two types of hauntings. You know, you got your intelligent kind of mm-hmm. in the moment haunting, and you also have your repeatable haunting that seems to be almost like an imprint on the area that just repeats itself over and over, not really intelligent, right. so to speak. And then you have your crazy haunted houses that have both going on. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. We, we, we love these ideas. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's definitely more to it than just saying Bigfoot's real. It's okay. So how is it real? How is there no body? How has people seen it? You know, why is there more sightings of Bigfoot than of Jesus Christ? Okay. There was more there sightings go. of Bigfoot than any other spiritual deity, any other follower of a spiritual deity. There, there are more sightings of Bigfoot than there have been lottery winners in the history of humankind. Okay. More people yeah. have seen this thing and no one knows where it is. We've never seen the body. To harken back to that too. I always think about good old Newfoundland. What can I say? We found out the Kraken was real when it washed up on the shores of Copenhagen here in Newfoundland. The first ever giant squid. Okay. A piece of it washed up here in Newfoundland. So the Kraken was real. That's a cryptid. Guess what? It was in the most unbeknownst part of the ocean where people can't see it. And still lives to this very day. So we know they exist. We got them on camera now. How long is it before we actually capture a Bigfoot? Because I don't know about you, but like... How are we not seeing more Bigfoots with so many more cameras, so many more phones and drones and stuff like that? You'd think that sightings would be increasing. True. True. So really, there's only one explanation. It doesn't exist in our reality, yet leaves some kind of imprint. So, oh, I just love nerding out with you. It's so much fun. (laughs) Now, this is fantastic. What the hell do people talk about normal life? Like, let's go for a coffee. How's the kids? How's the wife? I mean, you go out for a coffee. Dude, did you see that documentary? Right. Yeah, it was sick. Did you? <laughs> did you... <laughs> it's true, though. It's it's rare for me to actually it really interact with anybody that doesn't uh, blink, you know, at these subjects. Um, it's, it's more rare to find people that uh, are afraid of it or don't believe in it. You know, I've been so submerged in this community for gosh, since uh, 2015. Yeah, it's like all those crazy birds flock together, so to speak. Let's talk yeah. a little <laughs> Let's talk a little bit, tiny, tiny, tiny bit about that coffee that I just mentioned because, well, for all the listeners out there, you can help support this podcast by going to buymeacoffee.com slash O-T-N-P-P. That's Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast. Uh, you know, five bucks buys us a coffee. It says, thanks so much for the show. I don't charge you guys for content. Certainly don't charge you for bonus content. And, uh, you know, if you, if you guys want to help support the show so I can get me a better microphone, that would be better. So I don't have to redo this multiple times in one day with the same guest who is amazing. Uh, that, that'd be really cool. Okay. So before we go on, we're going to forget it. I got to say it. The Diaries of Lady Anne. Aperture in the Veil Born in a Preternatural World. Okay. It's a mouthful. I'm not going to lie to you. Everybody wants to know what this book is about. Please tell me. What it is and yeah. why you wrote it. <laughs> so this book, uh, it's it's very special to me. I ended up, to be honest, in the beginning, I wasn't going to publish it. Wow. In the beginning, yes. In the beginning, I was just writing a Google document trying to put together every experience that I've had since I could remember. And I wanted to have something to leave behind for my children. And I had begun writing it. It was February 24th, 2021. 
And it was by September that I was like, I wonder what a publisher would think of my writing. And so I was just kind of like, I did this. What do you think? And they loved it. And I was like, really? And they were like, yeah, we, we want this. I signed a contract. And on the anniversary, February 24th of 2022, exactly a year after I began writing it, it was published. And it's been, it's been incredible. And the reviews have been amazing. Um, you know, because again, I started it to just try to leave something behind for my kids about all the paranormal experiences that I've had. But it grew into something that I felt could really help a lot of people because this stuff to me does exist. Like the, the word that I used on the cover, preternatural. This supernatural stuff, this ghosts and, and everything that we experience, it's natural to our world. I really, truly believe that. You know, there are many things that our human eyes can't see or they can't hear. There's a million things going on around us that we just aren't aware of. So, you know, and I remember, too, getting my story out there for the first time and what a healing experience it was. So that is really, you know, the um, inspiration behind getting the book out. Man, when it's so deeply personal, it's so rewarding to have people read it and, you know, leave a nice review and stuff like that. Or, you know, just, just show interest at all. And, and if even one person buys my books, like, and they leave that comment, mm -hmm. it just makes my day because I knew I wrote it for them. And uh, yes. I, think, I think that's so cool. A lot of us, a lot to have in common with you, no doubt. No doubt. Lady Anne, I, 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 I'm going to implore everyone out there who listens to my show to pick up a copy of that book. Um, now, I'm going to ask this question. This is actually the second time I've asked it today, but uh, that's okay. It's, <laughs> I hope this joke is not getting beaten to death uh, because it might come back and haunt us again. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how people can actually get this book because it's not just a hardcover copy book. It's also an ebook, correct? Well, it, you can, you can uh, get it for Kindle. It's not audio yet. However, I am in the process of trying to get it as an audiobook. Uh, but you can buy it as a paperback and then you can also get it for like Kindle. Well, I've said this before. Your voice is absolutely gorgeous. I can tell that, you know, the people who listen to you over at KPNL are very blessed to have you there because that voice is just so calm and nice. And uh, it's something I'd like to listen to for sure when I'm listening to crazy, scary stories. It's like, is, why is it that when we listen to something that's supposed to be terrifying, <laughs> the calm, chill voice, like the first thing that pops in my head, like, mm -hmm. is Price, Vincent Price. Like, his voice was always, it was commanding, but it wasn't really oh, yeah. super animated all the time. It was kind of like, right. I'm not going to say it was monotone, but it was still like deep and monotonous kind of deal. <laughs> like, why is it that, that the calm voice makes scary stuff better? I don't, I don't know. It's just weird. But you anyway. Know, I agree. I agree with that because my kids and I actually would find different channels on YouTube to listen to of people telling scary stories for us to fall asleep to at night. And nobody really knows this. I don't outwardly advertise it, but I actually do have a YouTube channel. It's only got a couple uh, stories on it. It is not associated with the caravan or KPNL. It is it's, its own thing. It's called um, the, the Haunted Railroad. And it's even kind of hard to find. 
But really, it's me just reading scary stories. And and again, the whole uh, idea behind it was that when my children aren't with me, they can still hear me tell them stories. Oh, so. yeah. Totally relate to that. <laughs> 100%. Like, I, I've been doing my podcast for eight years. And like, all the milestones were there. Like, every little girl birthday, yeah. every every foster kid that came through, even though I'm not allowed to say their names, mm. I've mentioned them. Mm-hmm. And, and my little guy, you know, he was born six years ago. So that was like a big thing. Like, it was all part of the show. Mm. And uh, when I'm yeah. gone, you know, this is going to outlive me for sure. So this book, Diaries of Lady Anne, let me, you know, if you like your paranormal riddles wrapped in a mystery, served up inside an enigma, and then this is the book for you, okay? And I'll make sure I connect and link, you know, this down to the show notes for everybody who's also on the show today. Um, guys, we're out of time. This has just been a joy. It's even better the second time around. You're like a really good cup of coffee, Lady Anne. You really are. Um, I'm glad oh, I had, thank you. This I needed two. I think I needed two today. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, I had to go back and get at that stupid trampoline. But anyway, I, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming back and, uh, you know, just being inconvenienced. Unfortunately, I had to rewrite this or redo this with you. So thanks so much. Oh, and, uh, no, no. It's been an honor. I love this. Thank you. I just uh, I just did not want to put anything out there that was subpar. And, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially when you sound so good and I sound so horrible. Like I said, <laughs> the only way to describe me was that I was talking through a harmonica. It was bad. But it Aww. happens. It happens, man. And apparently it's your fault anyway because everything goes wonky when you're around. So, <laughs> Yeah, I'll take this one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, the time to say goodbye is upon us. But don't worry, you can keep track of the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast very easily. It's available on Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Just look for the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast banner. Of course, if you'd like to keep up to date, you can always check out the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast Facebook page, drop a like, and every single time a new show goes up, you'll be notified. You can also follow me, John Mallard, on Twitter, at O-D-D-T-O-N-F-L-D. That's odd to Newfoundland. Get your latest news on the podcast as well as the ever-popular para-joke of the day. From the oldest city in North America, I bid you adieu. From the Odd to Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast.